Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Okay, it is Valentine's Day, the day of love. (laughs) Wow. I just had to start with some comedic relief, okay? It's a serious holiday. More or less. Yeah. Anyways, how are you feeling about Valentine's Day? Um. Well, after that intro, slightly unprepared. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh my gosh, this is great. Well, happy Valentine's Day, friends. Today, I have invited my husband to join me. Matt is here. How we doing? In the flesh. Yeah, I'm not a hologram. Well, I guess the last... Uh, wait, isn't this... This is the fan. first podcast episode that I've actually been live on. The other one I like phoned in, right? No, no, no. We did one together live. We did? Yeah. Remember when we had that microphone and our lips were like so close together we could almost Oh, kiss? that's right. Yeah. yeah. Was, this was, is a little bit better setup. We you, got the home studio rocking. So we're at home and we finally have our home studio set up and it is so nice, hence why we are in such a chill mood, but... Today, we're going to just share um, some stories and some encouragement because we thought, what better day to talk about relationships and some kind of our first Valentine's Day we thought would be fun to share about our first married Valentine's Day, I should say, with it being Valentine's Day. And we've kind of been in this relationship series the last several episodes that you've gotten to tune into if you haven't. You'll want to go back and listen. Um, but we have been, you know, in this relationship series, and I thought let's kind of end and wrap that up with having Matt on the show and sharing the story of our first married Valentine's Day, as well as kind of talking and using that story to speak into um, managing expectations, I think, for this kind of holiday if you're in a relationship or you're married. Um, and so that's kind of why we're here and what we're doing and also being our goofy selves <laughs> along the way. So I think it'd be great. Um, Hun, do you want to start sharing your side of the story or should I dive into my side of the story? We haven't really planned this. How do you want to do this? Um, you can start. Yeah, you should go ahead and start. Okay. So I'll share my perspective. Yeah. Do you want to preface anything? Mm, extend grace. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. Cut me some slack. You did great. So, okay, so we'll just kind of dive right into it. So our first Valentine's Day, we were living in a small apartment in Arizona. We had moved out there that previous fall, 
And um, we went out there so that Matt could train for football. He was trying to get back into the NFL. And that was kind of the best place for him since... He, why was that the best place for training? You're probably, you can probably share that better. Yeah, so I got cut... Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. I got cut middle of August, two weeks before our wedding mm-hmm. in September. That was not stressful at all. No, not at all. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> um, and so we were married and I had about a, what, like a month left on my lease um, in the apartment that I was living in. Before you got signed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in Indianapolis. So basically, um, after we got married, we were trying to decide, you know, what would be the best place for me to train just financially. Um, and we weighed the options and we actually deemed it less expensive to pack up and move to Arizona, um, and train there. So, so we were living there and he was training for football full time, trying to get back into the league and um, Valentine's Day rolled around. And I don't know if it was, you know, I, I remember before getting married, I had read a lot of marriage books and it talked about managing expectations and communicating and all these things. And I was like, I'm not going to struggle with that. Like, I know it's not always a fairy tale. <laughs> okay. But what? Sorry. <laughs> was that out loud? Yeah. Um, anyway, so I remember having those thoughts, but then I kind of got into marriage and really wasn't an issue right away. But then as you know, several months passed and then Valentine's Day rolled around. I think I had this like unspoken and even I didn't even realize that I had some expectations for that. But I think in my brain, I was like, this is my first Valentine's Day as his wife. Like, I bet he's going to have this like really awesome plan. It's going to be amazing. And that was kind of how I (laughs) expected the day to go. So anyways, the day, uh, you know, we hadn't talked, I kind of just like waited for him to bring it up, which maybe wasn't the best thing, but waited to, you know, for him to say something about it or bring it up. And that whole week, he just didn't really talk about Valentine's Day. And I was like, does he know that it's in like three days? <laughs> I don't know if any of my guys can relate to this, but like, I forget my own birthday. Um, which I think is ridiculous. <laughs> well, you, you know, you, you, you forget just get your own you birthday. Get, you get so wrapped up in your work and... You know, you're like, oh, it's so when Valentine's Day comes around, like guys aren't really the sappy, emotional types. Some are. Give them some credit. In you're general, sappy and emotional, just not always around general, Valentine's Day. In general, <laughs> you're generalizing. Anyways, how dare you? To me, it was just like another Thursday night. I was getting home from training. Yeah, so let me back up a little bit. Yeah. So the couple days leading up to Valentine's Day, you know, he hadn't said anything. We hadn't really talked about it. And I thought, oh my gosh, he hasn't said anything. I bet he has this massive surprise planned. Nope. <laughs> and um, so that was kind of my assumption. And then about halfway through the day on Valentine's Day, I mean, of course, he had said happy Valentine's Day when we woke up, you know, had some coffee in the morning. And then he, I think you had training in the morning and in the evening or something. And so... Yeah, I was training like two to three times a day. Yeah. So it was my full time job. In the morning, um, he, you know, left and I thought, okay, well, he'll definitely tell me what's going on this afternoon because I I don't even know what to expect. So he comes home a little bit after lunchtime into the afternoon, and I knew I wouldn't see him again until he I knew he had training again in the evening, and so that we'd probably have to do something afterwards. So in those couple hours that he was home in the afternoon, I remember thinking Okay, he's got to tell me what's going on and what to expect so I can like get ready and know when to be ready and all that. And so he still hadn't said anything, still hadn't said anything. And finally, I was like, 
are we doing anything tonight, you know? And I'm still under the impression that he has this massive surprise planned. So I'll let you pick it up from here. And I was honest, and I was like, no. <laughs> Literally just like that, too. And, like, he looked at me like I was crazy for asking. <laughs> He's like, no way. And I was like, well, she hadn't brought anything up. Like, I didn't think she wanted to do anything. Like, we could just hang at home, like, keep it low-key, like... <laughs> Watch a movie, eat some popcorn. Yeah, but he just like hadn't said anything. And so I think I I had this idea because it was our first married Valentine's Day that we needed to make some like really cool memory. He was like, no, you know, and I'm like, oh. And I'm like, I thought he was joking. Like I thought he was still trying to surprise me. So I'm like, okay. And then I kind of, another like hour passed, I knew he had to leave soon to go to training. And I was like, okay, really? Like what are we doing tonight? And I don't even remember what you said. I don't have any plans. Like, let's play it by ear. And I go, I go, what? (laughs) I was like, you didn't make reservations or anything? He goes, no. And I was like, why not? It's our first married Valentine's Day. Like, to me, that was a big deal to him. He's like, we've actually spent like three Valentine's Day together. So it's not our first married, our first Valentine's Day. But to me, I'm like, yeah, but it's our first married Valentine's Day. Yeah, pro tip, guys. If you guys have dated for a long time. Um, don't, <laughs> you got to hold your cards close to your chest a little bit. You don't want to. Yeah. Cause you've got, you went like all I out when we were dating. all out when we were dating. And so then that <laughs> expectation, you got to keep the bar low when you're dating. <laughs> no, that's horrible advice. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hear that. Well, so part of it was also because I wasn't bringing in any income. Like I wasn't working. I was just training full time. Yeah. And so I was thinking like, okay, like we're going to keep it simple. Which I actually fully agree with, but I think I just, I think it wasn't even that I wanted to do anything that was costly. It was more just like I wanted, my expectation was like, I really hoped that he would plan something. Even if it was like, I yeah, I have plans to go rent a movie and then I'm going to pick up, you know, some snacks or something. And Jordan is 100% a planner. Like she is a three on the Enneagram. I am not a planner. I am a uh, six and, and so not everyone knows what that means, but I'm yeah. six wing five. It just like, I'm a little bit more disorganized um, and a little bit more spontaneous. Which has been good for me. You've made me much more spontaneous. Which means that I didn't need to like schedule into my calendar, like go to a red box and pick up a movie. <laughs> and I'm over here like, but I need this plan. Yeah, so anyway, has every second of the day mapped well, out. Well, and I was hoping that even if we went to like a very casual dinner, we would just get to do something. But literally on Valentine's Day, everything in Phoenix was yeah, booked. Yeah, booked and up. So, well, then I, I kind of like showed my disappointment when he said he didn't have plans. And so then he tried to make a reservation because I could hear him like calling places. And I'm over here like <laughs> Frantically. Tapping. Yeah. And I'm over here like, he is not going to get a reservation because he waited too long. <laughs> I thought like worst case scenario, there was a pretty bomb uh Chinese takeout place around the corner from us. Which, in all honesty, would have been really cute. But in the mm-hmm. moment, I was like, bleh. Well, okay. So, I'm not, like, totally the bad guy here. Like, You're not. I got done at training, like, every night. Gosh. When would I get home? Like, 8 o'clock? Yeah, and it's true. So, it was, it was pretty late. Like, I was sweaty, like, mm-hmm. nasty. No, it was I like would have seven, to shower. But yeah, by the time we could leave, it would be, like, 7.38. Right. Yeah. So. So, anyways... My fault was having these ridiculous expectations and- They weren't um, ridiculous. I'm just giving you crap. I know. It's fine. I'll let you do that even though it's even though it's my show. It's cool. <laughs> Anyways. She may not let me back on. <laughs> Guys, it's been real. 
Um, so anyways, long story short, I'm like, I remember I was like, cool, I'm going to go for a run because I'm honestly kind of upset. So I realize that this sounds incredibly dramatic right now, but at the time it was kind of disappointing because I just thought, this is how I'm remembering our first Valentine's Day. Like we're frustrated at each other and I'm annoyed and you didn't even think to do anything. And and I'm just like creating this like horrible narrative in my head. Like this is the worst thing ever. Our Valentine's Day is our, you know, and our first year of marriage is going to go down as the worst memory of our marriage, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I go for this run and I'm like texting my mother-in-law like, what did I say? We were just talking about, she asked if we had plans and I was like, nope. (laughs) And she's like, oh, okay. And I think she was like going to ask if we wanted to come over and play games, but I think she could sense my frustration. So she called me and we talked for a little while and she helped me kind of realize like, okay, yeah, maybe I should have communicated that I would have liked to do something that that helps Matthew. He's normally very, also they, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law call him Matthew. And when he, they first did that, this is a side note. When I first met your parents and they called you Matthew and your brother Nicholas, I thought they were mad at you. Cause my, like, I just, when I thought like they're calling them by their full names all the time. Matthew James. (laughs) Anyways. So she kind of helped me see the bigger uh, picture here. Yeah, like my, my telepathy skills still needed a little bit of developing. Yeah, but it was so funny. <laughs> Anyways, so then I kind of like got back to the apartment after going for a jog and I was like still a little frustrated and bummed out and he had left at that point and so I'm like, great. Our entire afternoon on this day has been spent like me being frustrated, him being stressed out, all of that. And so I kind of remember having this like aha moment as I was showering after my run. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of done being mad. Like, I don't see the point of being mad. That's just going to ruin this day more. And that's very unusual for me. Like, if I get upset, like, I'm going to just stay upset till I don't want to be upset anymore. She makes you feel it. (laughs) That's horrible. No, I don't. (laughs) Anyways, but I just was like, he wasn't around to feel it. So I was like, now I'm just feeling it. And I'm just punishing myself here. This is not fun to be miserable. And so... I just had this random idea. It was like a light bulb moment. And I was like, I could be grumpy and bummed out or I could just try to get creative. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to go to Target and I'm just going to get some stuff and make like a little at-home date and make, (laughs) we had like this little tiny corner of our apartment that was a little open space. That was the only open space we really had. It was where we put our Christmas tree. Was it? I think so. Our teeny tiny Christmas tree? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe it was. But anyways, so... um. Then I went to Target and I went to the little girls section, like the bedroom section, and I got one of those bed canopies. Oh, the mosquito net. Yeah, the mosquito net. <laughs> okay, but like I thought that would be super Pinteresty. Okay, like, we don't have mosquitoes in Arizona. <laughs> Matt comes home and there's like, okay, you guys. She's wearing a beekeeper outfit. <laughs> <laughs> there's insects swarming our apartment. <laughs> No, no, no. So I'm hanging this. So, okay, let me go back to the beginning. So you can see the whole picture here. So my idea was I would hang this like canopy mosquito net, whatever you want to call it, thing in the corner. And then I would put some like little twinkle lights on it. And then (laughs) exactly what grown men love. Yeah. So I put these twinkle lights, all the stuff. And then I had also gotten like a frozen pizza and some chocolates and just a bunch of different things that would make it kind of like a little at-home picnic. And then the little uh, mosquito net thing or whatever hanging from the ceiling just kind of gave it like a romantic effect. And then I like pulled the edges out and hung them on the wall. I don't know. I just thought, this is cute. I put some pillows down, put some blankets down. 
And it was great. I was like, this is, I love this. This is fantastic. Turns out both of us didn't really fit under our little mosquito net very well. It was like kind of like meant to be a It was a one person anti-malaria net. Well, it was, (laughs) it was made for like a six-year-old. So fair enough. Um, But it was just so funny because then I, I was like so excited. I made this cute little display. I thought he is gonna love this, and so, anyways, did. you did, yeah. But he came home I love and the charcuterie point, board more. <laughs> I did have a charcuterie board, um, but he came home and I, I think he thought that I was still gonna be angry, and so when he opened the door and there was music playing and the little fish net or whatever it was called, spaghetti net, spaghetti net, <laughs> fish net, spaghetti net, mosquito. mosquito net. That's what I'm trying to say. It wasn't. It was a canopy. It was a romantic mm-hmm. canopy. We need to mm-hmm. use that language more. So, so when you opened the door. So when I opened the door. I had flowers. He did. Brought flowers and a card. And then he was like, I think you were kind of taken aback by the like display. Oh, I was 100% shocked. I was expecting the door to be locked. <laughs> the bedroom door to be locked and the lights to be off. And I was just going to sleep on the couch that night. <laughs> we're so dramatic. So then, anyways, we ended up having a great evening. We watched we watched a movie, I think. We, like, sat in there for probably, like, eight seconds. And then what Matt's movie, like, my back hurts. Do you remember what movie it was? Uh-uh. Do you remember? It was the Robin Williams and Matt Damon movie. Oh, yeah. What's that called? Goodwill Hunting? Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Was that the movie we watched? That was the movie we watched. Oh, okay. I, rem- so I remember because classic. Jordan was... Um, not pleased with the ending. Oh, yeah. Like, we don't know if he goes and gets the girl. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I hate Spoiler when movies alert. end like Sorry that. About that. I hate when movies end like that. Anyways, so watched the movie, had a great evening. It was super relaxing, not super expensive or anything. And it was honestly, now it's like one of my favorite memories just because it was one of those days that like starts off with your own frustration, your own pride, your own unmet expectations, and then can turn into something really awesome if you can chill for two seconds and actually look at the bigger picture. And I just thought it was a really good lesson early on. Like things aren't always going to go how you would think. And we learned a lot. And I think if I had to boil down like the problem of what actually happened, it was that I expected that he would know I wanted to do something kind of extravagant or different or special, or that he would go above and beyond into planning an evening. But he simply wanted to spend quality time. So honestly, a reservation or, you know, making something extravagant, especially in a season where he was training two or three times a day, didn't really cross his mind. His goal is just, I just want to make sure we're spending quality time together, which is his love language. So, um, and I think part of that was you also didn't really, like, kind of like you mentioned, realize that the day had come so quickly. Like, it just kind of yeah, was yeah, like, straight oh. up, I just spaced it. <laughs> yeah, so that's fair. That will happen from time to time, but you you get, like, a one free pass. It's like accident forgiveness. Yeah, like one free pass State, a year. Yeah. Who's not a sponsor. <laughs> okay. But could be. Yeah, shout out Allstate. Anyways, no, I'm just kidding. Um, So with that, I thought it would be helpful for us to tell kind of both sides of that story. Did you want to add anything else, hon? Nope, other than I'm sorry. (laughs) You have been forgiven (laughs) long ago. Um, And I am sorry as well. But um, I was thinking, you know, as I was thinking about this story and I thought, what a perfect day to get to share a memory from a few years ago for maybe if you are in your first year of marriage or you recently got engaged or um, maybe you've been dating someone a long time and you're like, it just kind of feels blah or I hope that he will you know, do something special and maybe he didn't or there could just be expectations to manage. And I think surrounding kind of all the hype of this holiday, 
it's just important to talk about and share real stories of things that can actually happen, but how you can really make the most of them. So with that, I thought we could share with you guys just a few key lessons or takeaways just to kind of apply to your day today. If it's, you know, if you're celebrating today or maybe you're celebrating this weekend or maybe you're like, I want nothing to do with this. It's so cheesy. Wherever you are on the Valentine's Day spectrum, whether you're Cupid or whether you're cranky about it, let's just dive into this. I'm going to let you take it away, babe. Okay. So takeaway number one is to communicate ahead of time. So no matter how great your relationship is, unmet expectations always happen Mm -hmm. because we fail to communicate. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's Valentine's Day, birthdays, really anything like Mm -hmm. who does the dishes Mm -hmm. or... Who's taking the trash out or... Well, now we don't really struggle with that because we have like household roles established, but early on... Check that out in our previous podcast. Yeah. But there, you know, there's just... It can be anything from, you know, sometimes those miscellaneous tasks pop up and you kind of assume the other will do it or vice versa. Um, It can be surrounding a big event or a holiday or even just like a date night. Like I have the expectation that we're going to do this and you had the expectation we were going to do that. So it occurs no matter what. Um, especially when you kind of subconsciously ask the other to read your your mind. I think as you guys progress in your relationship, something that we found is that we can kind of not necessarily read each other's minds better, but just anticipate uh, each other's needs. Yeah. So that's another thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't happen overnight because it takes time. Like you don't get to know somebody... um, even within, even if you've even, been dating for yeah. a year and a half or two years, like you just kind of, as you, yeah, because like, I've known you since what, like it's five years on, ago, over you know, six years, almost you know, six years, almost six years. But five the thing is, years. like, yeah, it hasn't even been all that long in the grand scheme of things. But one thing I've found is that every single time, even though we've spent now like five or six, this will be our sixth Valentine's Day together. Um, even though we spent several years together now, it's like every year, every experience, like both of us are growing and then there's like new layers unveiled. So something that might have bothered me three years ago probably wouldn't bother me now and vice versa. And something that I would have just totally spaced or just said, oh, it's no big deal. Like I know that it means a lot to Jordan and so I put the extra effort in to make it happen. Yeah. And so I think anticipating one another's needs is really good. And then I think the other thing is like actually taking the effort to ask each other rather than assuming like it would have saved us an entire day of headache. Granted, it's a great story and lesson now. If like Tuesday we would have been like, or even the week before, like, Hey, what do you want to do for Valentine's Day? Yeah. Just like had brought it up. Then it'd be like, Oh crap. I need to make a reservation Mm -hmm. at what was our spot? Burger King. (laughs) No, the spot. Oh, the vig. Uh, the vig. Yes. Love the vig. Shout out yeah. to the vig. Um, so anyways, that was, you know, asking and then anticipating one another's needs. Like there's an element of like personal responsibility of like, they might not always ask me or vice versa, but I'm going to try to anticipate what I think might bless the other person. So anyways, that's kind of the first thing. So if you are feeling like I have these expectations or my significant other has these expectations and like, I don't like expectations on Valentine's Day or really anytime. That is something really important to remember. Ask more than you assume and kind of let your pride down a little bit and um, anticipate the other's needs. Second thing, take it away. So when things don't go your way, you got to find a way to make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's real easy to like get down and then just hold the grudge and 
hold your partner emotionally hostage for the next 12 <laughs> hours. I have never done that. Ever. 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 <laughs> Maybe once or twice. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it might turn out to be like one of your most cherished memories. Mm-hmm. No, it's like... Um, it was like our first Valentine's Day. Like it definitely didn't go how either of us had planned. He didn't anticipate me getting so angry I've, or upset, and I didn't anticipate being so let down. So it just wasn't exactly our neither of our ideals. Reminds me of that um, Brad Paisley song, "Little Moments." Yeah, y'all look that up. That's a good one. That's. Uh, that's I would play it on the show, but then we get sued for copyright, so yeah, we're just not so. going to do that. We have to eat. So <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I mean. That was a big lesson for me, like kind of sitting in that moment, like I can be bitter and just hold on to this just for the sake of holding on to it. Or maybe I can find something creative and fun to do that will bring me joy. And I'll I'll be honest, like walking through Target and grabbing like <laughs> this six-year-old canopy and like these just little things, the more that I was like kind of brainstorming, like, oh, that'd be cute and that'd be fun. And that would make like the whole meal complete. And I know he loves charcuterie boards. I mean, the man eats charcuterie boards like for a meal. So anyway. You're so um, good. No, it's so weird. Anyways, um, I got all that. And by the end of it, I just felt so much joy. Like I didn't feel like I was some victim of, you know, his lack of planning. Like we can sometimes paint ourselves out to be. Instead, it was like, this is awesome. Like this is actually really fun. And I can't wait to get home and set it all up and surprise him. And just seeing like how surprised he was when he came home made it so worth it. And we had such a fun night that I'm like, this is, I mean, now we're telling the story so many years, you know, two and a half, three years, or two years later, three years later. I don't know. A couple years later. Almost three years and, later. <clears throat> You know, it's just like if I wouldn't have allowed myself to go there and allowed myself to find a creative way to make the best of it, even when my pride was totally fighting me, we wouldn't be sitting here telling you this story and we wouldn't have learned what we learned. And thanks, mom, for saving my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, and uh, talking Jordan down. She was great. The hostage ne- she negotiator. She understood, <laughs> you know, dad pitched in too, but she understood my frustration, but helped me understand you more. That was helpful to, sometimes like, I mean, I Oh think- yeah, that is a pro tip. What? Like just learning from your in-laws. Yeah, like- granted, like you have to be careful with that because you don't want it to look like you're going and complaining to your mm-hmm. in-laws about your spouse. Like there's a difference, but it's one thing to say like, hey, this is the situation. I'm probably overreacting, but like help me understand because this is still new Help me, me understand them more because yeah. they've known them Literally since birth. Right. So they, if anyone knows them better than you do, it's possibly them. Now, granted, it depends on your relationship. I'm lucky to have a really awesome relationship with my in-laws. And so they were really willing to kind of hear my ex- frustration and experience. And then they gave me some really great insight into like, well, this is how Matt's brain works. And this is how he is. And so this is where you can kind of, you know, give grace or maybe speak into or how to how you can even express how you're feeling without putting on the defense. That was really helpful. So, you know, that's just another extra takeaway that I didn't plan on saying, but I think that's a really good one. All right. What else do we have? Go ahead. Other things. You get the next, you get the last two. Okay. So our next takeaway, our next little lesson is honestly so simple, but I think something we forget and that's to be realistic and take the pressure off yourself. I mean, honestly, whether it's Valentine's day or birthday or an anniversary or really anything else, there is beauty and good things about going a little above and beyond and doing something special. And we encourage you to celebrate those things and to do them when you can. But 
sometimes the simplest, cheapest dates in a six-year-old's canopy with a charcuterie board on the floor where both your butts are because you're sitting on the hard floor. Um, Sometimes those are the best ones. You know, you don't have to live up to the hype every single year. You don't have to feel like, oh my gosh, we better do something cool and cute and fun and flirty and have to post it for the Instagram, whatever. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh. You sound like you're 70. (laughs) What? Post it for the Instagram. (laughs) How do you use the Instagram? (laughs) Okay, well, maybe I am. All these teenagers on their on the Instagram. On the interwebs. <laughs> okay, leave me alone. I'm an old soul. <laughs> Let it happen. Um, yeah, but just really want to encourage you. You know, it's like, I think it can be so easy to see. I mean, that's, a, that's another thing. It, it's so easy to look online and be like, oh my gosh, like look what her husband did for her. And like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. And look at their perfect like date night. And we're just over here eating popcorn and whatever. It's just like- What's wrong with that? Nothing. That's the great, greatest thing. That's but I think- the point. What? That's the point. I was making the point. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's the point. It's really like enjoy the little things and the fact that it can be simple and imperfect and you don't have to live up to the hype. You don't have to have the perfect (laughs) decorations and all the things. And I know that sounds kind of cliche, you know, and I think we all know that, but then at the same time, it's so easy to get wrapped up. And so just let this be your little Valentine's Day reminder to just really cherish the people in your life, the person in your life, the hours that you can breathe and just really say, how can I make the most of this day and really just bless the other person that I care about? So simplify, take the pressure off. That's it. So last one, consider one unique way um, that you can bless uh, your significant other in a way that speaks their love language. We kind of talked, we we touched on that earlier. Yeah, yeah. A little bit, but let's dive back into it because I think I I wasn't intentionally trying to talk about it. Um, so my love language is physical touch because I'm a man and <laughs> quality time. Stereotyping all men <laughs> at all times. Ladies, ask your man what his love language is. <laughs> like right there. What is there? There are five of them. Uh-huh. That's going to be number one. Like physical eight touch, out of 10 times. Physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service. And what's the quality time? One? Quality time. Yeah, physical touch is going to be one or two. Mm-hmm. Guarantee it. Anyways, so just um, go up to him, like for and Jordan, poke him it on was the shoulder and Jordan. Go, it was touch. <laughs> yeah, no. he'll really appreciate it. It was words of affirmation and then acts of service mm-hmm. as well. Because was you, that well, really that's yeah, mine. Yeah, because you appreciate it when oh, like yeah. you come home and the laundry's done, the dishes are done. Um, yeah, so I guess I can pick up there a little bit. You know, that just going back to that story in that first evening, obviously that was just one of many times that this kind of thing has occurred. But, you know, it's just thinking through like, okay, what's one unique way that I can bless my spouse or my significant other on this holiday, even if we, you know, don't want to live up to the hype or we don't have massive plans or whatever it might be. And so just getting creative or, you know, in a very simple everyday way, how can I bless one another? How can I, how can we bless one another? So it doesn't have to be complicated. And I think that's just one of the biggest things that we have to remember is what's their love language. And then how can I speak that to them in a way that's effective and doesn't require, you know, all this crazy stuff. Yeah. And it it comes down to loving your neighbor as yourself Mm -hmm. and your neighbor is, that includes (laughs) your significant other. Mm -hmm. And so um, like most importantly, and especially when you're married, mm-hmm. it's like there's no greater love than to lay down your life for one another. And that's you know liter- so like literally laying down your life. It's fine. Don't take it personally when 
your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend like corrects you. Hmm. That's one thing that's really something that I've been learning in marriage, gentlemen, um, ladies and gentlemen, really. Um, your significant other loves you. And so when they're critiquing you in a healthy way, it's because mm-hmm. they want you to be better. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't be the same person mm-hmm. that you were when you married them or when you started dating. Mm-hmm. Like you both should be having a positive impact on each other. Yeah. It's almost like if, I mean, I think you've had to kind of, and I have two in different ways. If I have someone that works with me, like, or someone that I look up to in the industry, um, you know, maybe critique something I wrote or something I created or give me ideas for making it stronger or even challenging me to manage my time better. I'm not going to be like all butthurt about it. I'm going to take their advice and be like, okay, yeah, I I value your input. And as much as that's not fun to hear, it's going to make me better. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, if, you know, when you're in a football team and one of oh, your, yeah. you know. Like when I was training, trying to get in the league, like I was training under guys who played mm-hmm. 12 years, 13 years in the league. Mm-hmm. And so... When they corrected me, it wasn't, I didn't take it personally. Mm-hmm. It was like, you no, I need to do this to get better because they know better than I do and they want me to succeed. Mm-hmm. Even when your teammates who were your, you know, your peers, even people that aren't necessarily above you or ahead of you in life, you know, it's like when your teammate is holding you accountable and challenging you, it's because he wants to win the game and he knows mm-hmm. that your part is pivotal. And so I think in the same way, we have to remember that. And we often relate marriage to football, but it's true. I mean, it's just one of those things. And so, you know, if you are challenging or correcting or, you know, holding one another accountable for not being distracted with things that don't matter or for focusing on things that do matter more or, you know, being more disciplined, it's ultimately for furthering the relationship. So, and I think that that can even apply on Valentine's Day. I agree, especially on Valentine's Day. (laughs) All right, y'all. Well, that's all we have for you. So we just thought we'd share that story and hopefully encourage you. And if you felt like you've struggled with maybe some expectations or, you know, just feel a little frustrated by the holiday or just want to be encouraged, you know, know that it's normal and you're not alone and we're all navigating this whole love thing together, these relationships, but it's fun and it's something that we can do joyfully, I think, if we cheer one another on. Most definitely. (laughs) So to wrap it up, happy Valentine's Day. See ya. The day of love. And we're done. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. This show is a part of the Lasting Media Network and produced by John Fender, Jason Barrett, and Jonas Litton with the help of Jackson Willis. Visit lastingmediagroup.com to learn more. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.
there's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org/work.